New Vision is a church that is about guiding people to lives of gospel transformation. Whether this is your first time listening with us or you're a regular listener, we're so happy that you're here. Monday through Friday, we release a podcast studying through a book of the Bible. Right now, we've focused our attention to the Gospel of John. Again, we're happy that you're here. We know God's going to do something great. Well, thank you for joining us online on our podcast. We're in day 17, and today we have our my executive pastor, the executive pastor, Greg Freeman. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, Robert. We are connected. We are social distancing still as we record this. So mm. how is technology faring for you? So safe. So safe. It's, uh, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but, you know, with everything going on, there are uh, certainly worse things we could be dealing with. So what a great chance to stay in touch with so many people, uh, even as we're trying to do everything we can to be safe. Yeah, man. I, I really appreciate you doing this, taking time to record this podcast and, and getting prepared. I know it was some work. You're reading John chapter 10, verses 1 through 21. What is your translation? Yes, sir. Reading in the NIV. All right. Well, take it away, friend. Thank you, Robert. All right. John chapter 10. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who not, does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to, listens to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they never will follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he has a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as my father knows me, and I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a deepen, demon open the eyes of the blind? Now, if you've been in church for a while, you've 
likely heard Jesus referred to as the great shepherd. Uh, pastors are called shepherd, and the congregation is their flock. In one of the uh, most quoted Psalms, Psalms 23, King David says, the Lord is a shepherd. So this shepherd analogy is not uncommon uh, to believers, but as we process these verses in John 10, it really is important to understand the real nature of the relationship between the shepherd and his sheep in that first century world. In that world, the welfare of the sheep was completely in the hands of the shepherd. They were entirely dependent on him. The shepherd would protect them with his life, but the hired helpers would tend to run away in the face of danger. When the sheep were collected uh, into their sheepfold at night where they were all kept safely when it was cold, the shepherd would lay down in the doorway to protect them. He became that gate that kept them in. He spent so much time with them that the sheep recognized his voice and they would respond to him. So we have to look at these verses with that perspective as, as a backdrop. Now, yesterday we heard uh, Pastor Nick talk about Jesus' healing of a blind man, and this story is a continuation of that. Now, if you recall, while Jesus restored sight to the blind man who was born blind, it was really the Pharisees who were blind. And so Jesus is explaining this to them as we sit here in chapter 10. And he's addressing them using this shepherd analogy, and they really should have understood it, but they don't get it. And we see that in verse 6. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. And that kind of makes me think that um, it it reminds me of myself a little bit. Uh, Now, back to to verse 6. Jesus uses figure of speech. Uh, He goes to to verse 7. Therefore, Jesus said again. And that's the word I want us to focus on just for a bit again. Now, Jesus has just performed a miracle, another miracle. He's the Son of God. He just gave uh, sight to a guy who was born blind. He's explaining himself to these people who just don't get it. But what did he do? He tried it again. And to me, that's just such an amazing picture of patience. And I have to ask myself, how many times have I not understood what it is that Jesus expected of me or wanted of me, And yet, again and again, he's had patience with me. Now, how many times have I understood what he's expected of me, but I've chosen not to obey? And yet, time and again, he's had patience with me. And so, really, if I associate with anybody in the story, it could be the Pharisees, because sometimes I just don't get it, but Jesus continues to be patient. And as you read this text, it's easy to be dismissive of those Pharisees for not understanding his words. But I think we've all been there at some point in our sanctification, and that is really depending and relying upon the grace that Jesus gives and listening to us again and again. And I just thank God for his patience and his willingness to tell me something over and over. One other thing about shepherds, shepherds don't drive their sheep. Shepherds don't beat their sheep. Shepherds don't push their sheep. Shepherds lead their sheep. In the same way, when we follow Jesus, we know we're going to be well cared for. In verse 10, Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's a great promise. Now, a full and abundant life does not guarantee an absence of difficulties. No, this is not a promise of continual enjoyment. It's really a promise of an eternity that we have the chance to spend with the king. As human beings, as people, we follow leaders in whom we have confidence. Now, we know that Jesus came to earth in human form so that he could relate to us. Listen to to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, in verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. 
verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find great grace to help us in our time of need. Now, the, the verb tense matters. Back in verse 14, uh, the writer of Hebrews writes that, that Jesus has ascended into heaven. That's done. It's an accomplished, completed action. And this is really a key aspect of the gospel. The gospel is not about what Jesus will do for you or may do for you. It's about what he already did for us, and that's what we get to claim. So the question we have today is this. Who is the leader of your life? It is a thief. Is it a thief or a robber? Is it yourself? Is it another sheep? Or is it the good shepherd who already laid his life down for his sheep? When you can answer that with confidence, you will know that you can have the fullness that Jesus promised. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Join us tomorrow as we continue through the Gospel of John. See you guys then.